Welcome to the session, a basketball podcast. I'm your host, Ben. I'm joined by Omar. How's it going, Ben? Good. And I am doing fantastic today, especially because we have a special guest on air today. Introduce our guest then. All right. So I want to introduce everybody to the kid from Jane and Finch, a year older, terrible at Call of Duty, terrible at playing basketball as well as picking fantasy basketball teams i like to give a quick introduction to my homeboy isam aziz how's it going man i read that introduction i like it but um what's going on guys like it's about time you guys got me on here yeah i've been waiting um ben was telling me like you know we like ball they like ball so it's just like we got to do it yo isam like you're actually the person that got me into basketball. No, I like, and I'm, that's a huge, that's a huge thing coming from me. So, so you, some you're to blame then. So for all the <laughs> shitty takes, like. no, I remember like I we grew up together, right? So it was me, him, and then Shaf, our boy. Yeah, shout out to Shaf. RCMP, um, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Shaf. Um, and then I think I was the only one that used to watch ball, so I kind of felt like you know, a little secluded there. But I don't think Ben ever got into it until I don't know what. Was it me or was it like you saw something was, and then like you just got you know, into it? You know what it was, man? It's like with any sport in general, you just need somebody to talk to about it. You know what I right. mean? And what I used to do before is I used to watch a ton of hockey. So in high school, I would watch, you know, like Montreal was my team. Um, I would always love watching the Canadians and all that. And the issue was there wasn't anybody to talk hockey with. There's There was just nobody interested in it. So then later I found, well the love of my life, Russell Westbrook, to huh? be, you know, this this exciting and like most impressive player that I've watched. Just like a thrilling player to watch. And on top of that, I started to talk to Isam about it more and more and more. And then we just became super, super, you know, I just became a lot more interested in it. So since then, I've just been watching it. And No, the thing I rate is like, you started watching ball and then you just didn't, I remember you started watching when Golden State was obviously killing the league and you just didn't bandwagon into being a fan of Golden State or the Lakers. You picked Oklahoma City after Durant left, which <laughs> I respect a lot, but Russell Westbrook and OKC out of all teams, that's just, it's tough. It's tough. Okay. Well, you know what? Let me give a little bit more of an introduction to you some, because as I mentioned before, um, you know, I've known this guy pretty much my whole life. Um, we grew up together. We, you know, like had plenty sleepovers and we did this and that. We had, we just had a lot of fun. And you grew up in the, uh, in the Jane and Finch area to start, right? Yeah. So I think when my parents first got here, they did the whole like, you know, um, like Albion and the Rexdale area. That's a classic. This is the classic. Yeah. And then um, when I was born straight into um, Jane and Finch. And then thing about me and my family is like we moved around a lot. So, start off at Jane and Finch, and then we moved to our, like, condo. I think you remember that condo. Oh, yeah. That was probably my favorite house, because there's just so much things to do. Maple? No, not in Maple. In um, London Green, you remember? Oh, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, with yeah. With the pool in the back. No, I got you. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I, remember, I remember, So, yeah, basically, we grew up in JNF. I went to school there um, until grade eight, and then we moved to Maple. Mm-hmm. And I did my high school there, and then back to Toronto, and then somehow ended up in Brampton, like, a year ago. So, mm. Omar, you know we got to talk about mm. it. Because you know what it is, Omar? Mm. This guy right here would always make fun of our other homie, Shaf. He yeah. would always make fun of him for being from Brampton. Yeah. Okay, he would always say things like, oh, <laughs> Brampton? Oh, that's 
that's nice. I'm from Maple. You know where Andrew Wiggins plays? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Maple Jordan. I don't know if that's something to be proud of. Yeah, but he, yeah. Would, keep, he would keep saying it. Like, he loves Maple Jordan. Like, that's, I, that's I, the homeboy. I knew it was going to come back to bite me somewhere. But it's so People in glass houses is, is a saying or something like that. Or people that live in Brampton shouldn't throw stones, I guess. <laughs> so... And uh, since you mentioned Wiggins, I remember watching him in uh, high school. He actually played my high school and, oh, he, du- and he dunked on someone so bad. And I remember like, yo, this guy's going to be nice. And then he got to the league and, and you know, uh, Wiggins. Yeah. We, we know what we knew you what know, happened there. Well, well. <laughs> we know what happened. He is doing better. But doing yeah, better. he's yeah. Uh, he's always going to be Maple Jordan. What could have been Maple Jordan, to, yeah, been Maple Jordan to us? But yeah, now I'm in Brampton and yeah, life goes on. How are things there, man? How are you liking Brampton so far? You find the Burrito it's, Boys? Uh, I found the, yeah, I found a burrito. They're actually opening one, uh, five minutes away. So that's going to be season. very clutch. Yeah. Season, there we go. Exactly. So yeah, it's just honestly, like I just come home like, cause I'm working full time now. So it's, you don't really do much. I don't really have friends in Brampton. So it's like, all my friends are still like out East. Yeah. You're not missing out on all this friends so. in Brampton punching the air. Right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> listening to this, like, Yo, what do you mean you don't got friends? <laughs> Shout out Sheehan. Other than our boy Shaf who uh, is Brampton native, but yeah, always will be, always will be. So what was your child look like uh, childhood? Like uh, Ben and Isam when you guys were growing up, what did you guys do for fun? Let me tell you something about Isam right here, bro. So he's not going to tell you this because look at him. He looks like this cute, innocent little boy, right? He, daddy does. As so, husband. you know, back in the day we would get into fights, right? But it wasn't like I was fighting back. Isam would just beat me up. And Wait. then later in life, I asked him why. So I found out the answer to that. So Isam, why don't you tell Omar why you used to beat me up back in the day? I remember these moments like very vividly. I remember they used to live in like an apartment and we used to have like these, we used to have like, we would call them dawas. They're basically like Bengali parties. Like family yeah. functions. Family functions, yeah. yeah. So we used to do those every week and we were at Ben's house, you know, one of those times. And then we were just, I used to mess him up. Like it was just... <laughs> You would actually just murder me, bro. I remember this vividly. It's just like, I don't know why. It's just the way he looked just triggered me for some reason. No, you don't even need to explain. I completely understand. Just the way he looked. Omar, just just listen to what he said, bro. He said the way he looked just pissed. And I don't know why I thought that as a kid because Ben was a pretty cute baby. Like he was a cute kid and he's still like a cute man now. Thank you, dude. Yo, he was that's, a brat, man. That's that's probably he, what it was. I think that's this what guy, it was. He's the youngest. He was a spoiled brat oh just walking God, around like he owned the place. I completely understand. I mean, but, your brother would also be pretty mean to you, no? Like, growing up? like Yeah, you know what? Like, now that I think about it, I feel like I suppressed a lot of these this childhood trauma, like, in the back of my head. But my, my cousin, who I gave a shout out in the most recent episode, yeah. who I said I love very much, he used to beat me up. My brother used to beat me up. I just had a lot of people who had an issue with the way that I looked. I can't help if I looked this gorgeous. The, that's just me. I think that's just tough love right there. Yeah, exactly. The couch in, the, in our logo is actually a therapist couch. So this is a therapy <laughs> podcast. Session of therapy podcast. So Isam and I used to get into fights. We used to have a ton of sleepovers. However, Isam, if you remember, in those sleepovers, what, what did we do all the time? There was one constant every sleepover, and that was... Call of Duty. Call of Duty, baby. Yeah, now, Call you remember, Duty, Omar, baby, back in the 2010, 2009 time, Modern Warfare 2, we would just do sleepovers and we would just keep playing and playing and playing. Wait, Omar, did you ever get into Call of Duty? I loved Call of Duty. I would go to midnight releases to get the game. Like, I was so he's, into COD. He's actually a super fan. Like, oh, was he's he? super into Call of Duty. Do you still play? I I think the I I would always tell myself in like the past like five years that I'm not going to get the next game. 
And then I'd come home from school on a weekend and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go get the game. So I'd, I'd always get it. I think the most recent cut's the only one that I haven't gotten or am going to get. I'm not even sure if it's out yet. You but. made a good choice because I've heard some pretty bad things. Okay. I've played it as well and it's not, it doesn't feel like Call of Duty. Every releases. other COD since COD 4 I've gotten. So, Do you guys remember one-on-one Rust? Yeah. Um, snipers only. Yeah. Well, you know that's, I mean? that's how you settle arguments back in the day, that's right? How you so settle that's, arguments <laughs> back then, man. Yeah. So, Omar, be me, Shaf, and Isa, we do these sleepovers. We'd have chocolate almonds, and then we just play like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And what we do is we would just take turns. So, if we're playing on one account, it would always be Shaf's because we didn't want to mess up our KD, <laughs> right? We would always mess up Shaf's kill, kill death ratio. And then I would play, and then, of course, I'd kill it. Right, yeah, like I, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be amazing at yeah, it. And yeah. then when I die, then I give it over to Isum, and then when Isum dies, which is like probably a second later, he would give it a shaft, and we just yeah. Keep after like a ten going. kill streak, then I have to go back. Yeah. But but in all honesty, shout out Birdwatch, you actually did kill it. Like, what was your KD like in uh, in Call of Duty? Oh, back then KD was everything. So I tried to get at least like over a two every game, but I remember my highest was like a three. That was in Modern Warfare three. And that's Damn. that's when the only way to get a high KD in Call of Duty is you have to camp. Like yeah. you literally have to camp for kill yeah. streaks. Yeah. yeah. And I used to play like, like a typical camper, so that's why I had like a three yeah. KDs. So. You know what? He and that he, meant a lot to me. He so. was my mortal enemy because I learned early on in Call of Duty that like, if I played, I one I liked winning the game, so I liked playing the objective, which meant not camping a lot. Two, I realized I would have more fun when I'd run around and not camp so much, and it would really piss me off when my teammates would be camping. So I just embodied, I don't know if, how much we played in mm-hmm. the, in my later COD years, but I just embodied this troll persona mm-hmm. where I would trap my own teammates in corners. I'd ruin their <laughs> kill streaks. Like if I'd see someone who was camping, I'd just like pin them with a riot shield and not let yeah, them go. Yeah, so would rage so hard at what you were doing. Yeah. Even though he's the chillest dude I've ever met. The, the type of stuff that you do, no, no. He would I would not, go into search and destroy that. with my gold automatic silenced shotguns with a holographic sight. Oh and like, God. I would just hear my teammates so angry at me every single match. But it's like, I embodied it. I'm like, okay, if there are so many campers out there, I need to balance it out with some trolling. So. Oh, of Dude. course. I mean, a big part of Call of Duty was like those lobby arguments. And yeah. like, those are always... <laughs> oh, those lobby those, arguments. So. Oh, my God. Like, what are you... Yeah, I remember that. When we used to sleep, was, we'd give one microphone. <laughs> and it was it was Ben, who was the biggest culprit. We just used to oh, trash talk everyone in the lobby. Oh, <laughs> no, you know what I is, the is really good. Again, this is we're talking 2 to 3 KD, right? Yeah. And I happen to be the best trash talker. So while he's playing the game, I'll, I'll just keep talking. Like, yo, dude, I'm going to, you know, stuff that can't be said on the podcast, of course. Of course. But there are some things that I mentioned to other 10-year-old kids that I'm sure they didn't appreciate. Jeez. Isam, I don't know if you know this story, but Ben used to play on his older brother's Resistance account. Was that it? What was that game? Anyways, he used to play on uh, on his account. And I remember one day he was telling us, Ben logged in, uh, older Ben logged into his Gmail and saw death threats in his email. Oh my God, I do not know about this. And he's like, and these people are so angry at him. And he's like, how, how, why, who are these random people emailing me death threats? And we later found out that, That's that Ben was playing on his account and he was talking crash you know on what, you know what I would the do? lobbies. You know what I would do, Isam, is I would go on my brother's account, right? And then do you remember in the PlayStation 3, Omar, you remember this too? Yeah. You can actually control how your voice sounds. Yeah. Right? Oh, like the high pitch, low pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So in order to make myself sound older, I put my Bluetooth on, but I made myself purposely sound deeper so I talk like this. Well, I can, I can just use my regular voice now. But um, I would just, I would just, you know, deepen my voice and then just talk as much trash as possible. And then I guess Kamikaze or my older brother got the uh, receiving end of it. I didn't deal with it afterwards. I'm like a sea nerd. I feel so bad for him just opening his email inbox one day and seeing all these death threats. And he's like, yo, come on. What have I done to these people? Were, were you playing? I remember you played... Um Rainbow Six a lot. No, you know, I always like talking about Rainbow Six Vegas because that was the OG and I was top 50 in the world. Say swear. Top 50 in the world. Go search up Rank Boy because that's who I was. Yeah, probably 50 out of 50 players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 50 out of 49. Yeah. <laughs> I was top 50. I had a clan. I was so good at that game. But yes, yes, indeed. I remember that was the wave. Yeah, that was like one of the first I think shooters when PS3 came out. So that was until Call of Duty. That's when things were out. just super, re- super realistic. Like, oh yeah. wow, like one shot kills them. And of course, it's all about camping at the end of the day. But oh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But kind of bringing it back to Call of Duty. If you guys ha- like, what's your favorite COD? Like, if you were to pick mm. right now, I can answer if you guys want to think about it because it's easily for me. Go for Black Ops number one. Black, Black Ops one. Yeah. Black Ops one. Yeah. Because Modern Warfare two, I have a lot of fond memories with, but Black Ops one is the one I played the most i remember zombies i remember all of the different maps that they had it's just something about it just really captured 2010 for me the story was great with the reznov and all you guys remember the yeah. campaign from yeah well, well you know i never played campaign. Is, can you believe Way. this guy he never plays a campaign start campaign the game. was my favorite part yeah. no I, I, some of the campaigns i heard is amazing but i just start the game <laughs> i heard it was amazing you just never you went straight to multiplayer. straight to multiplayer i would get the midnight release and everyone would be on multiplayer, like level 25 already. And I'd be like, I'm not going to play. My rule was I'm not playing multiplayer till I beat the campaign mm. every single time. See, that I was feel, always I feel my like rule. I could have done that, but I, f- I feel like I'd be behind. It's yeah. Like, I'm like, a if one guy's like level 30, I'm level one. Like, that's like noobish, you know? It's, yeah. So oh, for me, it's Black Ops number one. Yeah. I just have so many good memories with it. After after class, you play zombies with the homies, try to get to like past round 34 or whatever wherever you 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 went last and you just keep grinding it and grinding it and grinding it um i also remember that quick scoping wasn't a thing in black ops number one mm-hmm. and that was like a huge controversy yeah there's just so many memories that i have with the game and it just again it just captured that moment for me the best way so that's it for me i don't know about you guys i feel like for Esum it's modern warfare 2 I think, it, yeah, it had to be Modern Warfare 2 because it's like, that was probably the most amount of time I put into Call of Duty. I think I remember, it was like 19 days or something like that total in Modern Warfare 2. But Damn, days, was, man. But it's just the fun factor. It's just like, there's so many guns you can use. Um, and then they introduced um, nukes as well. Yeah. So getting nukes was such an achievement. I remember on your PSN ID, you can put in like a comment on top of your gamer tag. Yeah. And then on my comment, it was the amount of nukes I had, like Jeez. total. So that was like That's a, a motivator for me. Yeah. That's so this guy is the most annoying person. Like, can you believe <laughs> Yo, what this guy used to do? I definitely trapped Isom in corners. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, I for sure. Too. Omar was that guy. <laughs> Omar was that guy. I I think um, I think. It's got to be Black Ops. I want to say Modern Warfare 3 because that's when my trolling reached new levels. I had the most fun trolling in that game mode. But definitely I had the most fun overall campaign, multiplayer zombies in original Black Ops. The maps are the biggest thing for me. Yeah. The maps are just for some Nuketown, reason. Baby. Yeah. They just spoke to me. Like firing range, all this stuff. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, were, you guys, were you guys big on zombies? Because I feel like zombies was like, is what made Call of Duty like, you know. Originally, I actually wasn't. Like I didn't get into zombies till like much later till like the next cod was about to come out and then i got really into zombies and i remember 
because what was right after Black Ops the original? It was probably Modern Warfare Three. Right? Three. three. Yeah. Modern yeah. Warfare Three. Yeah. I remember there was no zombies in that, so everyone came back. There was like a second wave of Black Ops players where people really got into zombies again, and that's when I got really into zombies. I used to watch let's plays of like people going to like round seventy five and stuff oh, like that. Oh, guys. That's a whole other topic. Do you yeah. guys remember C-Nanners? Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Uh, Hutch? Machinima Respawn. Machinima, Machinima Respawn, yeah. Uh, what's that last guy? Uh, Mr. Stark? Stark, Stark, yeah. 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 I think Mr. Stark is Iron Man. That's the whole um, Machinima <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Stark, you guys remember that? I, I used remember- to watch their Let's Plays. And you know what? Remember the thing about C-Nanners is he wouldn't talk about gaming. He'd be talking about life. Yeah. He'd have, like, a Call of Duty thing going on in the background. And he'd be explaining, like, life and the hardships he's going through. And 12-year-old me's eating chocolate. I was like, oh. Yes. Yes. I would get so into those Let's Plays because it felt like, I feel like this is something that older generations can't quite understand because it's like, why are you watching someone play a video game? Just play it yourself, right? But there's like, it's like almost like you're friends with the person and you're like, it's like a sleepover and you're just sitting there beside them watching them play and you're just talking and stuff like that. Well, that's why live streaming like took off nowadays because like you're, you're literally just like hanging out watching this guy play and it's like someone that's really good. So you're kind of learning stuff too. So it just exactly, exactly. You feel like you're part of like a community or or something like that. And those like long let's play series, man. Kind of embarrassed to admit it, but those Minecraft let's plays, man, that shit hit the spot. Oh, come on, you did that, bro. You already come know Cnanners had bare Minecraft let's plays. Okay, I'm it- saying come on because I did the same thing. <laughs> I watched <laughs> Cnanners. Like, come on, Cnanners was the guy, man. Hutch Cnanners was the Sark. dude. dude. Um, uh, White Boy Seven Street. No. Oh, you remember that? Only use me, Blade. Only, only use me, blade. blade. We that's, did that in the sleepovers. Remember? That's why we got inspired from yeah. only use me, blade. That's yeah. why we went all knife only in Modern Warfare. So we created a new character. Um, this character's user ID was Shatakwa. S H A T A Q W A A A. And what we would do is only knives, throwing knives, and just running around like a maniac. <laughs> do, do you guys remember uh, the perk like Commando? The guy would be like, yeah, ten feet away, teleport. and then you could just knife, <laughs> and then you could just like teleport right to them. <laughs> that that was... knife, I have the microphone. Right. Boy, you trash, boy. <laughs> you know I got you with a knife, boy. What you doing? <laughs> ten year olds. Oh Yo, this is what we did, man. What happened to all those YouTubers like X Jaws, Wings of Redemption? X-Jaws, wow. Like, but it's funny because a lot of these like Call of Duty, like people who started out in Call of Duty, like they're pretty big now. Um, damn. I can't remember who, like, you guys remember Hutch? Yeah, yeah. Hutch is, yeah. has his own YouTube channel. Yeah, Hutch, well. is, Hutch is doing pretty big now. I don't know if you guys know who, um, like the, the whole Optic crew. Oh, yeah. With the snipers. Optic, yeah. Yeah, now these guys, they expanded out to like League and Counter Strike. And they're worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. That's crazy. Just starting out for Call of Duty snipers, which is insane. Dude, were you part of any clans in Call of Duty? Was that a thing that you did? No, I don't think. I never got like my foot in the door. Because yeah. like, if you were, when you were starting out then, you were kind of like older. And we were still like young kids. We were like 12, 13. Yeah, and they yeah. were going to have 12, 13 year olds on They were teams, serious so. about that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then um, I remember even my brother during like the resistance days, he was a part of like this clan called Death Before Dishonor. And it would be DBD versus like professional skills, right? So it, it, clans were huge back then. I feel like now it's not much of a thing, but gamebattles.com used to be huge. That's where you get to join clans. Yeah. 
I remember, you know, like a brief history behind Rank Boy is there was this guy in professional skills, which was a top clan at the time. His name was Rank Man. So you're idle. <laughs> so I'm idol. just like, yo, I'll be Rank Boy. Hopefully I'll get some attention and I could just join any clan I want. <laughs> you already know there were like 12 Rank Boys out there, each with different spellings. Yeah. <laughs> like uppercase, lowercase, Rank Boy. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I got him to top 50 out of 50, so at least it worked, Not out so. of 50, man. All right? <laughs> Not out of 50. I was I was, a, I was great at the game. I mean, I think your your brother, Ben, he was ranked even higher in resistance, right? He was really good. He was actually like one of the... Uh, it's like top 15, top 10, something crazy like that. Like people would leave the lobbies when they'd see yeah, him. Yeah, and he used to get so many friend requests. Like on top of the death threats, he would also get friend requests. <laughs> Which was um, not his fault. Which was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I was an angry kid. Like, come on. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, he was great uh, as a sniper um, at Resistance, and he used to be like that dude. You know what I mean? That's like, he used crazy. to be that dude for sniping. Was, so. was Resistance like uh, Call of Duty? Was similar like first person shooter, or was first it? person shooter? But you won't even believe this. I don't think they can even do this right now. But for a first person shooter, man, they used to have maps. I think it's called like Nottingham or something like that, dude. Like seventy two or sixty four players all in one lobby. Oh, wow. can you believe that? Yeah. Nowadays, you can't handle that many in one no lobby. Way. It's, it's going to break. 64, it was something crazy, a ridiculous amount of people all in one lobby. It was so much fun. That was the closest thing to Halo that the PS3 could have, you know? Were you guys ever into Halo? Or uh, no Xbox? Halo I wasn't 2, yet. I, w- I had the Xbox, okay. and so my brother got Halo 1 and Halo 2, so by default, I had yeah. played it, and I loved it. Like we, we used to do that all the time at our family functions too, right? To play Halo. Yeah. Um, but Halo 3 and onwards, Shaft had it, and we always used to have debates about PS3 versus Xbox, and mm-hmm. we would always win because we outnumber him two to one. <laughs> to be fair, shout out Shaft, he had a Wii to start, all right? And like, he was like playing Wii Sports while we're playing like Call of Duty and all that. Like, but I'm not gonna lie, when we played the Wii, we we're just like, yo, this is so fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, Wii I wanna get one. Dope. Wii yeah, Sports is dope. but it's one of those things where like you play for two weeks and it's it gets boring. It gets boring. Yeah, yeah. It it's gets like boring. a party game, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I never really got into Halo because um, I had a GameCube. I went from an N64 to a GameCube to a PS3. Okay. So I never got introduced to like Halo and stuff. So You know what's crazy? I never, well, I had an N64 when I was like young, young, but I never got a GameCube. And I think because I didn't get a GameCube, I missed out on a lot of um, like Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros and stuff like that. Like I feel like everyone at my age is so much better at those games because they had a GameCube or like a close friend of theirs at a GameCube, so they'd play all the time. And me, like, I'm really bad at those games because I never, like, honed my skills at you a young age. You definitely missed out on the memories, but I don't think having the game would necessarily make you better. Like, you've had Call of Duty, and you've had a KD always below one. <laughs> so I'm not that's, understanding... Bro, that's, that's the trolling. That's, that's <laughs> But at 64, you remember that too, right? So, like, we would also play Super Smash Bros. I always beat your brother. Shout out LB. You know, like, hopefully he listens to this. I just want to, I just want to make it clear on the podcast that I'm always going to be better than yeah, him my brother and, Super Smash Bros. My brother and Ben have a little feud going with uh, okay. Donkey Kong versus Kirby, so... Donkey Kong's the GOAT. Guys. Donkey Kong's the GOAT. Your Donkey Kong is the best, man. <laughs> His way is getting a one-life advantage on the other person. And then he grabs you and then just suicide. And suicide. Yeah. Grabbing and suicide That's every time. Typical Ben. <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. But let me ask you a question, Isam, because we're talking about childhood and your upbringing and all of that, right? I also remember when you were talking basketball, You, I remember this. We went to like New York or New Jersey or something. We went somewhere and you wanted to get a hat, okay? 
And this hat was a black-on-black Boston Celtics hat. Mm. It was a black-on-black one. I remember this. You're like, yo, would this look cool? I remember thinking to myself, damn, it does look good. I don't care about Boston Celtics at the time. I just thought black-on-black looked cool. You know, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But Isam, I want to dive deep into your trader head because you're from Toronto, born and raised. Right. Why the Celtics? So I started watching basketball from like, that was like my sport growing up just to play and watch. So... Like the Raptors were initially like, I love the Raptors. I still do. Um, and I remember, I remember watching a game like when I was young, maybe like six or seven. They were playing the Celtics. And that's when the Celtics, were, they were okay. They had Pierce. They had Antoine Walker. You probably don't know who Walker is. Yeah, ben probably doesn't on, know. Man. You to say that. <laughs> yeah. Punch in the air. But anyways, yeah, I remember them playing a game and it was in TD Garden and the atmosphere was just like insane. And Pierce was going off. So ever since then, I'm like, wow. Celtics are just, I don't know. So this was before 07, 08, like before the super team was. Yeah, it was around uh, probably like 05 or 06. But and then my fandom even increased after they traded for KG and Ray Allen. I'm like, okay, wow, these guys can actually win something. Um, And that's ever since then. It's just been that's that's been their only championship in 33 years. You know, that's it's a, it was a great championship. You hate to see it. You really hate to see it. So it was the atmosphere that really got you into the Boston Celtics at first. It was the right? atmosphere and the way just like Pierce played, like just trash talk and just one on one. Like he was he was like a killer. Like he would trash talk you and score and drop like 25 on your head, 30. So that's why um Pierce Pierce for sure. Pierce was the guy. I feel like, sorry, go ahead. I just want to ask because I'm dying to know this from every Celtics fan that I encounter is I always like to hear their thoughts on Ray Allen. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm curious about that. Like as a Celtics fan, and clearly you've been a Celtics fan for, you know what, like admittedly quite some time. All right. Like you've been consistent with the Celtics, which is much more than what Omar can say. I've been consistent with the entire league. (laughs) (laughs) So when, when Ray Allen had left, like what were your thoughts on that? At first it was like, I was... Like did as, you think of him as a traitor or did you like... Yeah, because as a regular fan, you're just like, you have a rivalry with the with the Heat and it's like he signed with the Heat and they ended up winning a championship. So that was like salt in the wound. But it was, at first it was, you know, it was like, it was hurtful and stuff. But afterwards, it's just, this guy helped us win a ring. So it was, that's all gone now. Like the hatred and stuff like that. I think amongst that core that won the championship in the Celtics, a few of the players have like forgiven uh, Ray Allen and like bonded, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're like fully together. Like they had a reunion, they had a 10 year anniversary last year and I don't think Ray Allen was no, invited Ray, to that. Yeah. I think yeah, most of them showed up except for Ray, but yeah. even um, when they were together, like, you know, on the team during the championship years, yeah. um, Ray was kind of like distant from those guys. Mm-hmm. Like it was KG, Rondo, Pierce and uh, Perkins. Like they were like yeah. tight. Yeah. And they used to like go out chill and stuff. But Ray was never like, you know, outgoing, going to these events. Exactly. But they were clicking like on the court, obviously. Yeah. So I but. watched this thing on um on YouTube, which was basically giving an entire history on the rivalry of Ray Allen and Rondo. So it seems like Rondo was always the you could just you could just look at him and know that he's a troublemaker. <laughs> you just oh, Rondo's like, been that way. Rondo's always been that way. Came like into the league. Attitude, and you know, like that's just who he is. Like he and he is perfect for Boston. Like that is the type of person yeah. that he is. Yeah, and Danny Ainge, he drafts guys who are like him. Danny Ainge was an asshole too when he played. Yeah. He drafts guys like Rondo, yeah. Marcus Smart, like yeah, you know, Marcus those, Smart, like yeah. those dogs who just like they don't like they so, don't like you. Ray Allen and Rondo, they were really close. Ray Allen was actually somewhat of a mentor to Rondo. And then the trade rumors happened where Danny Ainge wanted to package Ray Allen and send him out of there. And then Rondo, like, um, 
um, Ray Allen said something like, like, Rondo, you got to chill because they're trying to trade Rondo and Allen at the same time as a package. So Ray Allen's like, because there's like some issues going on with Rondo and management, Ray Allen comes to Rondo. He's like, you've got to like, you've got to chill out. And then Rondo becomes all alpha and he's like, yo, don't tell me what to do. And that's what kind of started this little background feud. And then just more fire gets ignited and ignited. And Rondo and Ray Allen will never be cool. You know, as mo- no, most recently not. from 2018, I think Ray Allen had a boat had a book that he authored, and um, he mentioned he mentioned something about the Rondo feud, and it was obviously in a negative light. And yeah. Rondo's like, "Yo, I'll never be cool with him." Yeah, I think it got to a point where, like, um, like just probably a year, the year Alec Allen um he left to go to the Heat, like Rondo wouldn't pass him the ball. Like he'd be open off like screens, and <laughs> Rondo crazy. would not pass him the ball. That's crazy. So yeah, their feud went back like. Uh, probably up until after, I think after 2010, they started like that beef. Which, yes. and it's so sad because I'm pretty sure like KG and Pierce have like come around to it. Like KG on his, on his very cringy show that he has on TNT. Uh, <laughs> no, I think he's off that now. He's, oh, oh yeah, is that he's, done? He's, no, he's not on 21 Good. area 21. Yeah, area oh, okay. 21. Yeah, yeah, right. Thank God. Oh my. Yeah, God. that was pretty. Yeah, that uh, was. Up. But but on that, he's like repeatedly like made the pleas of like you know let's get the gang back together. It's done. It's over. Let's squash it and stuff and. But 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 that that's more important. I'm so glad that shows on there. Oh, I know. <laughs> scrap why, that. For why like would a year. he wear his hoodie at the tip of the back of his head like that? Yeah. Like, why would he? Why would he just walk around like that? Did you guys? Did you guys hear how um that like how it like sticks on his head? Wait, he explained it. No, so, really? Yeah. So he said he shaves his head like he's bald, right? So he shaves it every other day, um, and he just like he shaves it in a certain way where the grain is going against like it's it's so weird. So <laughs> it's and the hood sticks on like. He it makes was a it prickly. Purpose. He made this it prickly. this yeah. man made Velcro on his head. He basically what he did, yeah. <laughs> and I'm beginning to think Ti does the same thing with his hat. Like he probably has like Velcro or something that he shaves puts against there. the grain. That's the trick. Jeez. You know what's funny though, Omar, is when Eason brought the idea of salt in the wound, right? So yeah. when Ray Allen had gone to the Miami Heat. And um, he won a title with the Heat. There's just salt in the wound for the Celtics fan. Now, I'm thinking when Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward weren't there and um, the Celtics got to the Eastern Conference Finals in seven games, there was probably some salt in the wound there too, right? Like, just probably expecting, you know, probably doing a little bit better, right? And then the next year, Kyrie Irving comes. They don't do well mm. in the playoffs then as well. You just hate More to see More salt it, man. in the wound. And the thing is, like, they keep saying, like, they're just, you expect them to do so much, Omar, but then they just always consistently, if there's one thing with the Celtics is that they are consistent, and they're consistently underachieving. I mean, why would you trade for Kawhi when you have a younger and cheaper Kawhi in Jalen Brown? In Jalen Brown. Yeah. Of course, you know what, this is going to be the year that Jalen Brown finally wakes up and he's gonna be the guy you know and jason tatum guess what he's only 12 years old yeah can you believe can you believe i mean he was born yesterday (laughs) (laughs) so the celtics are all because i feel like we gave isam enough time for boston to talk about his memories you know we went through the good years we went through the good years we let you have the championship which was how long ago oh man like a decade i was like maybe still in the womb or something i remember a very very (laughs) short 12 years ago i think (laughs) So you just hate to see it, eh, Omar? You know, at, like, a, at a certain point, we gotta have the conversation about a franchise that 
has only won once in 33, 34 years. And it's Boston. It's not supposed to be the the, the city of champions or something. I mean, it's crazy how that works because I think they still have the most. I think 17 is greater than 16. There were eight teams in the league when they got half of those. I mean, the Lakers were one of those teams and they couldn't win. Yeah, but... The Lakers were one of those eight teams. Let me me ask you this, uh, Isom. Because I love you like a brother and I want to see your happiness. But... Yes. Like... Where do you expect the Celtics to go? Like this season, how are you how are you finding them? What do you expect this season? Let me just start I mean, okay, with that. so I guess we can start from after like the big three era ended. Yes. Um they hired Brad Stevens. They have like the best player on that team was probably like Jared Sullinger or someone like that. Um they rebuild, they miss the playoffs, then they draft Marcus Smart. And then ever since then, they've been overachieving. He gets to the playoffs, they face like LeBron's teams like twice, like those Cleveland days. Yeah. They get swept, obviously, because LeBron's team, like, that was like a cakewalk in the East. Wait, sorry, what, what happened? Um, so the no, year, they got swept, right? Uh, I think one of the years, yeah. Yeah, yeah they got swept. When, when Marcus Smart was their best player, yeah, they got swept. Oh, no, but they got swept, yeah. Okay. They got swept, okay. yes. That's what just, I wanted to be. Yeah. Clearing, yeah, clearing, clearing that up. Yeah. Keep going. Okay, so then after that, um, they've, they, over, they get Isaiah Thomas, you know, Danny Ainge, one uh, of his trades, Isaiah yeah. Thomas. They They get Isaiah Thomas for, like, a pack of chips and... Maybe like one of these mics you guys have here. <laughs> so, they get, so they get Isaiah Thomas and then they overachieve. Brad Stevens, you know, the works his magic, turns him into a top five MVP candidate, makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals two years. And, and then, and then what, what was the quote that IT said? They better back up the, the Brinks truck. truck. And that's when Danny Ainge is like, yeah, we got to ship, ship this guy out. So, Heartless. Well, what happened with that? Like, what are your thoughts on that as well? Do you think... It was, like in hindsight, of course, it's going to be like, oh, you know, like whatever. I think if you were to there. ask any team to trade like an injured Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie, two years of Kyrie, you'd probably do it as opposed to paying like an injured guard, like what? He was like demanding like 100 million max mm. contract. So yeah. I think if you ask any front office, they pull, they do the same thing. Um, but what is it about IT that worked under Brad Stevens' system that didn't work for Kyrie? Like, is it an I mean, issue of ego or like what happened with like, that? Like, I mean, like team chemistry or team, just, Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Like team chemistry wise. Like well, why were... IT was like the only, I guess, star, like all-star on that team. Uh-huh. Um, and they basically revolved the offense around him. Like they, you know, pick and roll, not pick and roll, but they set screens for him like crazy. And he was so underrated at driving to the hoop, like drawing contact and, you know, finishing. Like he'd get so many and ones, like it was unreal. And he was a great shooter. So... I feel like, yeah, he, that season, he averaged like almost 30 points a game. Um, got the first seed. The East was so bad back then. They got the first seed with like 53 wins. Um, <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> those were the days, yeah. And then, yeah, they I, they overachieved that year. I mean, they beat, I think they, they had the Bulls in the first round. Yeah. Rondo goes down and they went four straight. Yeah, they, the Bulls um, The Bulls should have won that series. They, the Bulls, sh- they, they should they have won. They were playing but, so well until Rondo's, I think it was a finger broken or yeah, something. And like every, that, yeah, and then every other game after that wasn't even close. Like, yeah. they just four straight done and then the wizards that was the series like everyone oh, expected John Wall versus IT, yeah. yeah that was the series like oh yeah wizards are gonna win they have more talent john wall bradley beal and then kelly olenic just like suns them in game seven um but, but but better yet in game six in washington the celtics walk uh walk in wearing all black mm. and john wall goes off to win the game and in the post game the legendary line don't wear all black coming to my city talking about a damn funeral. I remember that because yeah. I remember earlier in the season, um, Washington did the same thing. They dressed in black. Yeah. They came to a TD Garden game and they lost that. Jeez. 
and then Sully tried to do the same thing. That's just that's just a bad like. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's like why would you just do that? taking on bad karma? Trying exactly. To do that. Yeah. So they lose that game. John Wall hits like a game winner. I remember that like, game. Yeah. I was in university when I. If yeah, John I Wall hits that. a game winning three, like yeah, it was a game winning three too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I then, also remember watching that Kelly Olynyk game live. Yeah. This Canadian man bun wearing. Could you superstar. imagine? You work hard all season you get to a game seven and then you lose to kelly kelly olenek kelly oh olenek first 14th pick pick before Giannis, which is tragic um yeah we yeah, gotta talk just, we gotta talk about that danny yeah <laughs> we gotta talk about that well i mean there's 13 other teams that passed on Giannis as well but, but it's always funny for the one right before yeah <laughs> i actually didn't even it's, know about that is that true yeah yeah they yeah. picked kelly olenek oh before Giannis. My. I mean, Isam's correct in that there were 13 picks before him, but it's always it's always funny when it's the guy right before and the so, guy right before happens to so be the close. genius Danny Ainge. So yeah. close yet so far. Um, so yeah, there's that, the game seven. And the next year they trade for Kyrie. Um, Hayward goes down, breaks his leg. And Terrible. they go on 16 game winning streak. Everything's clicking. First year with Kyrie, I just want to say it was great. It was chemistry wasn't an issue. Yeah. They were balling. They, I think the second seed behind the Raptors. Um, you know what happens in the playoffs? Philly, ugh. Oh. Fly, oh. Gentleman sweep, I think it was, mm. when they were favored. Yikes. Mm. Philly, um, Philly was a young team, man. You know, they were, they yeah. were going through a lot. Oh, I mean, they're going to be young for what? Next five years. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. I'm with you, some on that one. Philadelphia, yes. yikes. Well, we were talking about Boston here. I know you ain't talking. <laughs> so, yeah, they you know, beat Philadelphia. Then they, minutes away from going to the finals with... Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown leading the team. So after that, you know, it was it was expected. People were predicting them to come out of the East the next year. They had Hayward and Kyrie coming back. But the problem with that team was like everyone was playing for a contract. Like Jason Tatum, well, he was still in his second year, but Jalen Brown had his, you know. Oh, he was he, bad. Yeah, he was he I think the first four months he was playing on like a bad hand. And then she turned it around second half of the season. Bad basketball IQ as well. Can you mm. can you treat that? Bad coaching as well. Yeah, 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 yeah bad coaching. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that year was like an anomaly year for everyone. Uh, Morris was playing for a contract and he got paid. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, like New York, eh? Turned down the Spurs for <laughs> for New York. Um, Terry Rozier got paid, obviously. Yeah, Charlotte, baby. But hey, he's, he's balling in Charlotte, man. Is God he actually doing well yeah. in Charlotte? I didn't know Because at the beginning of the season, he was doing really bad. I was yeah. expecting him to have like a 16... Four and five on like twenty eight percent shooting. Twenty eight percent shooting. You know? Yeah, it's. I mean, he's doing good, but it's crazy because he might not even be the best player on that team. He's not. He's not. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I think people were playing for contracts, and it's just like they were trying to get Hayward back. He wasn't clearly wasn't ready. And then yeah, now it's this season. I think last time I checked, they were third, third mm-hmm. best record in the league you know? behind the Lakers and Milwaukee. We were scorching. They're killing everybody. Um. But yeah, this season's been great. It's like. Kemba's there, and Kemba is like, he's like the he's just a nice guy. Yeah, like you see him, he, he comes seems off, like a nice guy. He comes across as a very nice guy. Um, his teammates love him. More opportunities for Tatum and Brown, who are averaging both twenty points by the way, twenty points per game, seven oh, rebounds. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. get a more opportunity, and then you know yeah. that's what happens when young players you know, twenty points on twenty shots. Yeah, yeah I mean like I how mean, good, how, how good is Jason that, Tatum. Right? Yeah, he's and he's on very great defense. I think he's leading the team in plus minus. Which is a stat, I think. Yeah. Who likes plus minus here? Uh, you know, it's, it's it's an okay stat. Yeah, it's like it's it doesn't really okay. say much about but, the. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Okay. I, I remember. Okay, so I was kind of getting ready for this podcast, and I was listening. You know, Uh-oh. this whole week, I was listening. Uh-oh. Oh God! A couple, 
And I remember Omar here was mentioning that, um, you know, Philly and Toronto last year. What was the plus minus when Joel Embiid was off the floor? Oh, it's like, the, I'm with Ethan um, on this one. Omar, what'd you say? Ethan brought the receipts. Yo, oh, Omar, came yo, with the receipts. Joel, oh, what'd you say They were like that? plus 90 something. Ah. Okay, but that, that's good. But I think if, if you ask any Raptors fan, who were they the most scared of on that team? It's hands down Jimmy Butler was the guy I was the most terrified of. Because that's the closer. That's the closer. And he's, and by the way, he's killing in Miami this year. So he got another triple double recently. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah, been killing. He's been he great. didn't kill it against Philly though. He came back and dropped a dud. And yeah, Josh, yeah, Josh Josh Richardson dropped like thirty in that game. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And when is that gonna happen? Like you know what I mean? Like Josh Richardson dropping thirty points. Oh. I don't see that happening often. Walmart Jimmy Butler. You'll get that. You get that one game. Every, you probably get that once every ten games. All right, or but, 15 but, but, games. I, but I'm not done with Boston yet. There's a theory that I want to bring sure, up. Sure, I, you yeah. know what? Can I just say yeah. before we continue? That on my end, this is the most amazing episode because we have Boston Celtics slander on one end, and we have the 76ers slander on another. I think oh, we'll, we'll get to you. Don't, don't oh, yeah, worry, don't worry about that. We'll, Wait, what? We'll get, we'll you get to you. You're I, not getting I, easy. I, I want to talk about this one theory, and then and then we'll get to you. But if you're liking the podcast, make sure you go review it. I'm not going to wait till the end to plug it. So go on whatever platform you're listening to, subscribe and review. All right. So my theory about the Boston Celtics. Isam, I want to pose this to you. Do you think? Kobe Bryant is purposely sabotaging the Boston Celtics franchise by working with Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum in the summer. That, yeah. yeah, honestly, like that's he isolated so much when he he uh, worked with Kobe. I remember that the the contested mid range, oh. the long those long twos. Yeah, I feel I don't know. I feel like everyone was beating that to the ground because like that year after he um, that summer after he worked with Kobe. Um, yeah, that his he had a bad year. Um, he was just taking bad ISO shots, and he didn't he didn't really draft to the. To the to the to the rim, but he was seeing bad ISO shots. But I think that's what his game. He likes to take you know long pull up twos. Like that's what his game was in college. Um, he and he still takes them this year, but he's taking more threes. He's driving, but um, I don't think Kobe. He maybe you know influenced him to like, hey, you know, young kid, like you're you're like rising star. You should you know put your foot down and yeah. make a mark in this league. But I really don't think. Kobe had that much of an influence okay, on then, him. Okay, then let me let me po- let me take it a step further. Did Kyrie plan all of this? Because my perfect scenario would have been if Kyrie went to LA this 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 year to reunite and, with LeBron. Reunite with LeBron, and it's like LeBron sent him off. He goes sabotages the Celtics franchise, and then comes back and joins LeBron. And that would have been the greatest storyline in NBA oh, history. I think Celtics fans would have been fuming even more. Yes. If I think he would get the same death threats my brother got. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, definitely. Oh, for sure. But, but you know what? Now that you brought up Kobe, I'm curious now because Isam, like myself, does not like LeBum. Oh, my God. No, we, like, I like LeBron, but I who? just... LeBum? Yeah. I don't, I, so I'm curious. Between Kobe, who's a Laker and you're a Celtics fan. Yes. And LeBron... Lebr- I can't even say his name. LeBron... Who do you like more between the two? Honestly, when I was, when I was younger, I always thought LeBron was better than Kobe. Um, but I think I dislike Kobe more because during like those big three years, yeah, Kobe was like the main, like the, our, the rival and I'm so glad we beat him that one year. Um, but I think Kobe, was LeBron, it o- 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 eight or was it? Oh, o- o- eight. O- and yeah. then 2010 game seven, they went and Kobe had an awful game. Metal world peace, build him out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Kobe for sure. Kobe LeBron, like, I just like his game a lot more than Kobe's. Also, yeah, you know, he's a better player and. He's a he is a better player than Kobe. There, there we I go. Agree. There we go. You can take that Mamba mentality. But he is not a better player than Michael Jordan. Uh yeah. No, I'm with you, Isam. One hundred percent. 
MJ is While the goat. I'm on the my hierarchy is you know what my Michael Jordan is number one. Number two, you got Kobe Bryant, you know? Wait, and, what? Uh, <laughs> Where, how did this come? <laughs> you know, this. I was talking to Ali about this earlier, and I love it. I love Kobe fans for this because someone will be talking about, you know, M- Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, and Kobe fans will come out of there like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there, buckaroo. When did, when did LeBron pass Kobe? <laughs> let's, let's get that sorted out. You guys up. remember those memes where, like, those two big guys are, like, arguing, and that little yeah. guy comes in and this tries to join in? Yeah, 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 that's yeah, it. So Yo, Kobe gets disrespected at such a high level. You have to agree with that part. As much as you dislike him, he does. He, he does. gets. He is. He's actually to the point where he's getting underrated, which is unbelievable. Like I, I don't know if you guys saw. Like I think Bleacher Report they came up with like a top hundred or top fifty yeah. of all time. And I know those. You know those sites are meant to like you know draw con- controversy and you know bring up con- conversation. But I think them ranking Kobe outside of top twelve is like it's such disrespect. Like I don't know how you can. It's I love it. It's disrespect. I love it. It's disgusting. Kobe's not top five on his own franchise. Put this on my gravestone. (laughs) I don't know. With Lakers, yeah, there's so many great Lakers. It's like even Magic Johnson said Kobe was the greatest Laker. Man, I don't agree, but yeah, I think you know I'm gonna take Magic Johnson over YouTube bums all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have you been on his Twitter? Magic Johnson. Oh, the Los Angeles Lakers won because of hard play from LeBron James (laughs) and Anthony Davis. He came like his top 100 MVP candidates on Twitter. (laughs) This, this man Magic, he ranked a, a list the other day. And the MVP one, right? Was it the MVP one? It was, was like it? literally 17 different uh, players. He's like, yeah, number one is LeBron. Yeah, two is so, yeah he has top 16 MVP it's candidates ridiculous. in order, but he listed 17. 17 yeah. Oh my God. I love it. So he had like a what, 1A and 1B or something? Yeah, like that? it was so funny. So I guess now that we're on the topic of the Lakers. Okay. Um, I want to ask you. Eastern, I want to ask about your finals predictions. You know, I want to hear Eastern Conference Finals, first of all, as well as who's going to come out, and then Western Conference Finals and who's going to come out. Now, I kind of said so myself. I think Omar did as well. I do think that Philly will be coming out of the East. Um, I think defensively, when the game slows down, especially during the playoffs, I think Philly will shine. I don't know if Joel Embiid will, you know... may take a couple games off because of the flu, or (laughs) he didn't wash his hands. Eating a hamburger. Yeah, eating... (laughs) Then use sanitizer. But Bro. considering all that, if he does stay healthy, I do see Philadelphia coming out on top. And it's going to be between Milwaukee and Philadelphia. For the Western Conference Finals, I got the Clippers and the Lakers. I think the Clippers will be coming out because Kawhi Leonard is an absolute monster. So is PG. And uh, you put Patrick Beverly there, who is a who's an animal. And I think, in my opinion, it's going to be Philadelphia and the LA Clippers. That's me. I think the East is so hard because, well, Milwaukee, I think, is like, um they're going to go to the ECF for sure, the Eastern Conference Finals, because um, they're just, they're playing for home court, yeah, um, and that's big in the playoffs. And I think the East teams, I think most of them are like undefeated at home this year, or or close to it exactly. Close to Philly it. is. I know Raptors Toronto's only lost, lost once. Yeah. Raptors yeah. just lost, and it's it's such a big deal. It's like people try to discount. It's like, well, you know, you got to be able to win on the road, but at the same time, you look at home records and you're like, well, clearly you do much better. Exactly, at home. and then if they make the finals, then home court against L- one of the LA teams, yeah. Um, but I think the East is so hard because there's like five really good teams, maybe six once Oladipo gets back. Um, no, come on. You're putting Indiana in the really good bucket? They've been, they've been playing really well. No way. They've been playing really well. Um, but we're talking yeah. finals, Eastern. We're talking Eastern Conference finals. Like, you've got to pick. I'm not going to let you go on this one. You've got to pick who's going to come out of the East. Yeah, who, who's, what's the ECF? So, if you Bucks, want to take some Bucks ta- and who? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll if go. If you want yeah. to take some yeah. time yeah. to okay. think, Eastern, think how about you, Omar? Okay, you, perfect. You, you just- so, my East has been um, Milwaukee and Philly with Philly coming out. I think you and yeah, I, I agree on you that. You and I agreed on that. 
there have been moments where I've been kind of, you know, hesitating a bit, but then this team just clicks. Ben Simmons goes off, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, it goes team... off 1-3. Yeah, and he just... Well, no, that's his second three, actually. That's right. Annex's career high of 34 points. I mean, they've been taking a lot of bad losses recently. Yeah, well, I think they lost to Washington the other day. Lost what? The, the Wizards, yeah. <laughs> the Wizards without John Wall. Well, you know, it's... Uh, you it's hate a, it's to a... pee it. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't even work. Um... So I have Philly coming out. I have faith. And then on the West, I'm actually changing my prediction. Mm. I had the Clippers beating the Lakers to come out. Now I have the Lakers beating mm. the Clippers to come out. Man, this Lakers team, I was, if you go back and listen to some of our earlier stuff, Ben, you were really high on the Lakers always. And I was always like, man, they're going to be good. But like, come on. Like, how is their guard rotation going to work? How is this going to work? Frank Vogel has sub- surprised me as a coach. And, of course, AD and LeBron have been phenomenal. So, for me, I think the Lakers are going to do it. Especially if the Clippers just lost. Like, I don't trust Paul George. That's what it comes down to. I think Kawhi is phenomenal. And I think he'll feast in a playoff setting. I don't trust Paul George. Playoff P? You playoff P. Uh, I, playoff I, P. I think he's just going to, you know, have 14 points on, like, 17 shots. Well, I mean, just... speaking as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I've seen it live. I've seen yeah. Playoff P go for go two of 21 in the in an elimination game so i've seen it happen but of course would you, would you that attribute that to his injuries? shoulders yeah maybe? his shoulders but that's the thing it's like we can't just say oh he was injured then and now he's 100 percent okay those shoulders are still you know what i mean like he those shoulders those shoulders are still there we don't know what's going to happen injury is a thing and unfortunately oh, sure. it can happen to, to both Kawhi to, and pl- to play devil's advocate i mean he has significantly better teammates in Kawhi than he did in Russell Westbrook. You know, someone who would hold him back. Now he can, like, you know, really thrive in this new environment without Russell Westbrook, you know, just ruining the offense and, and all that. You you agree, right, Ethan? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know how Harden sure. is having the best career stats in his lifetime? The is best he? career stats in his lifetime. Yeah. You know how that's happening? I thought he had a better year last year. No, 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 no. Check his points per game. Check his everything. Harden is doing the best right now. And I could be making this up, but I'm assuming it's the best right now with Russell Westbrook. And for last year, it was with PG, and that's just how it goes. I I will say this, though, and we talked about this off the pod. So just to summarize this again, Lakers versus Philadelphia for you, Omar. Oh, oh, and then finals winning it all? Honestly, I'm not betting against LeBron. Okay. I say Lakers. Okay. For me, I have the Clippers still going all the way because their bench is too good. You got Danny Green in the Lakers, yes, but he is icy hot. Yeah, he's right? he's very. Yeah. He could, he's we saw a in the playoffs too. Shooter. He could go yeah. old for eleven, like Joel Embiid not too long ago. We don't we don't need to we don't need to break this up every Zero. podcast. Zero. Every a podcast. Big donut. <laughs> a big donut. This man said donut. <laughs> um. Or he could be a but like I trust Montrez Harrell. I trust. Lou will a lot more on the bench than do the Lakers. And I think because of that, it's still got the Clippers. But I mean, if LeBron's playing 44 minutes a game, it doesn't matter who's on the bench. I just feel like, yeah, like in the Western Conference Finals, I think Lakers and Clippers for sure. But I think in the seven-game series, you have like Kawhi and Paul George who are going to be covering LeBron. They're going to be taking turns. Maybe even you throw Harkless in there. And he's getting so many different looks. I just think they're like, I don't know if people realize how good their perimeter defense can be. I feel like it can get to levels where Toronto was this year, where I think in stretches of like four or five minutes, they just lock you up. You guys remember that Bucks series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bucks went like, what, four consecutive minutes. Toronto just locked them yeah, up. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I feel like the Clippers can do that as well in the playoffs. Um, 
I, I, I just trust the Clippers depth more. Like you said, Lewin, Montrez Harrell, that's probably the best, yeah, bench one two, like one two punch in the league. Exactly. And they played really well against the Golden, uh, Golden State last year in the playoffs. They got Took two games from them. Two games, yeah. And Kevin Durant was playing that. And Lou Will and Montrez was a big part of that. Um, I just think, yeah, the Clippers probably win that series in six or seven. Okay. Clippers coming out of the West. Who's out of the East? I think the Bucks. Bucks beating out? Uh, Probably Philly because their defense is good. Okay. Bucks yeah. beating out Philly. And then the final question, Bucks versus the Clippers. What's happening? The Bucks handled the Clippers the other day. But I think Doc Rivers were saying like they're they're nowhere near um, as good as they can be on offense. Yeah, um, and I believe that. I believe There's that as a well. Lot of yeah, look look how much there, they didn't. I think differences. Uh, PG and Kawhi they didn't have their training camp together. Yeah. Um. So they have the whole season to build that out. But I think the Clippers are going to beat the Bucks Damn. when it's all said there and done. There we so go. why do you have the Bucks over Philadelphia? You did, you did mention that Philly has great defense, which is what I'm which is what I'm holding on to. I think Philly's defense is going to be what trumps over it all. Right. Uh I think that Milwaukee, you know, their record is great. 20 and 3. And a big reason uh for that is cuz they're going to get home court. Yeah. So the first two games in Milwaukee. Ah, I see, yeah. Um and I just think I don't know like Milwaukee's great on defense as well. Um and I just trust who they have closing games like I still don't know like Philadelphia like who's gonna close games for them I'm with you bro who come on Omar like well, they, they won't need to close games because they're gonna win in the three and three quarters uh, that's, that's on the playoffs when last five minutes palms get sweaty knees I think week knees week I think Chris Middleton is a very good uh, clutch player for mm-hmm. Milwaukee so I just think Milwaukee has a more complete team I don't know I think I think Philly's going to surprise everyone in the playoffs because what I'm seeing is a lot of these losses, like we see them on the record and we're like, oh, Philly lost to that, Philly lost to that. But when, you like, when you're watching the games, Brett Brown, uh, head coach of the Sixers, he's experimenting a lot because he finally has a roster that he can be like, hmm, I don't have to play Greg Monroe because I have other players that I can play. Greg Monroe, who was picked up like two weeks before the season ended, was playing crucial playoff moments for, for Philly last season. Now he has an actual bench he has an actual team he's he's experimenting he's figuring out who he can rely on so there are going to be some growing pains as he starts tinkering for the first time in his career he has a roster he can actually tinker with and he's not just forced to play whoever he has to so I think some good lineups are going to start coming out of the out of these but you know who we haven't mentioned and who I'm still kind of scared about and came up last podcast the Raptors Nick Nurse is a really good coach. Yo, yeah, he's like he's so good at game planning for the other teams' best players. Yes. Um, there was like a stat the other day I saw. Um, they went up against who? Kawhi. They went up against Lillard and locked them all locked out. Them yeah, up. Kawhi. Yeah. It was like Lillard had like nine points, and he was on the streak of getting thirty point triple doubles or something yeah. crazy. Yeah, and like the that. other game against Houston, like Harden didn't even have like a like a crazy game. It was the other it was the other players that you know played really well. Um, I think yeah. Like who who played well that game against in Houston? Westbrook had an awful game. Okay, um, okay, man. Like uh, <laughs> I think PJ Tucker. Yeah. House. Did, did Capella go okay, off, so I, I watched that game. You're talking about the most recent one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was the most ridiculous shootout I've ever seen. Uh, Houston, like Ben McLemore is getting like ten threes. Right, PJ Tucker is getting offensive boards, going back to the three point line just to chuck a three, and it goes in. Nothing was. Raptors should have won that game. I think so. Houston yeah. was just not missing. It was insanity. All these players who usually would not get these who, uh, who usually would not get these buckets are getting these buckets. 
You know what I mean? It was a very entertaining game to watch. But yeah, I know you're right. The Raptors are a scary team. It's just a matter of can Spicy P, can he, I don't know, can he perform at that stage? Can he be that guy? I he's, been, he's been locked. He's been locked. Of course, he's the number one option for the first time. And this is completely new to him. Right, of yeah. course. Um, so there has been times where he's been completely shut down because he's getting game planned against. Yeah, and you everyone. get to see what happens actually when Spicy P is not part of the offense as much. You see how the Raptors' offense looks, and it doesn't look good. I think, and he took one shot against uh, I think Houston in like the last like what five minutes or so. Yeah, like six minutes, and it, it, those parts of the uh, like those stages of the game, like you have to be willing to take over. So I think, you know what, man, like with the Raptors, they are a scary team, but it really does come down to can Spicy P take it to that level? And can he be, well, I suppose the Kawhi that the Raptors needed for last year? Do can you, he be that player? Do you think they need to make a trade like at the deadline? Well, I was talking about that with my dad, actually, when we were watching the game. My dad was talking to my cousin about it, and he seems to be an expert on basketball, <laughs> even though he can't name two players on the team. Yo, I love how your dad watches like every sport. He does. Yeah. It's very enjoyable to talk sports with your dad. Yeah, yeah. he That's... watches like anything from like golf. Yes. He'll mention something about it. I'm like, and we had some word. very good baseball talks before. Oh, the, okay, no, but baseball is his thing. He's a boomer. He loves oh, baseball. He? He's, okay. <laughs> he's definitely a boomer. Um, but yeah, he loves baseball so much. Um, but yeah, he was ta- he was asking me that question. So let me ask you guys that as well, right? Like, well, what I'm thinking personally is I like the whole they won a championship. They have this this young core. I think they should just be on the rebuilding path more than the contending path as of right now. You think they rebuild and maybe make a splash in free agency in a couple of years? Giannis? Anyone? Maybe. maybe. Giannis, but, anyone? But there's probably like 10 other teams who are trying to free up cap space. For Masai, don't Giannis. go to the Knicks. This is a... Dear Masai, I want to say I thank you very much for your services. Please don't go to the Knicks. Masai, come on the pod and tell us that you're not going to go on the Knicks. Then thank go you. Go to the Knicks. You hate the Knicks, right? Masai was giving a, a talk actually at my at my workplace at a conference. I wasn't invited, but uh, <laughs> I, I wish I was so I can ask a question. Hey, Masai, are you going to go to the Knicks? <laughs> oh, I, heard, I heard he didn't uh, sign like an extension or something it's probably to do with summer. money though it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's for negotiating leverage. contract yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean just sure. pay him whatever you can he's been one of the best executives in the past so decade. I'm on the thing of rebuilding free agency get Giannis and let's go again baby what do you guys think see when you're hopeful for getting someone that big in free agency like sometimes it can end up biting you in the bum like it did with the Knicks this year yeah oh yeah Um. so yeah you really do have to like focus on developing Guys like Siakam and Van Vliet. Um, but I don't know who is who's out there to, you know, acquire. There's probably CP3. Just don't let it be DeRozan. Bradley Beal. <laughs> Please don't break like, DeRozan. Yeah, they're talking about maybe uh, training for DeRozan again. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't see how that works. Oh, my God. Um, but I, I really see, don't know who's like a like a solid target for them to, you know, focus on. I'm, 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 with, I'm with you guys. No need to make a trade. Look. They won a championship. I'm happy for the rest of my life. I'm going to be that old head who talks about, you know, back in 19 when the Raptors won. Yes. I, that's, that's, that's my personality. I'm so content with this team. That's why I'm loving this. Like, we've got nothing to lose mentality. That's why they're dangerous. That's why they're like, teams are Philly playing against the Raptors in the second round or something like that. Philly has something to prove. Everything is relying on them. They, they can't choke. Whereas the Raptors is like we've been here, done this already. It's, it's like, like they're playing with so much more confidence. It's yes. like winning a championship yes. just like does exactly. so much for you. It even made Norman Powell go out oh and you know play. he's been balling. He's been balling, son. He's been killing it. Even yeah. in the Houston, he's driving like he 
Like he knows what he's doing. I, I really think it depends on uh, if OG can make like another yes. step in his game. Yes. He's he's such a good defender. If he like brushes up on his offense, maybe we can. And that's what I'm saying. That two year period, just develop him. Yeah, develop him. Make that splash in free agency if it can work. And and, and but like, as Omar said as well, Lisa, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, no but it's like we got the championship. It, it, I'm so and I'm happy. so happy with I'm that. So that's that's happy. another reason. Like, yeah, last year the Celtics season was terrible, but like it made up for it. Like the Raptors run was so crazy, crazy. throughout the playoffs. Like, is like you remember when the Blue Jays made the playoffs? Those last two, um, the two years, 2015-16? Oh, remember how the city peak. was like? We're just like, oh my god, city was buzzing. Dude, uh, I was into pl- I was into baseball. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, it's university. You, 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 you I watched with Ben. Yeah, yeah. I watched And you remember how crazy the um we watched the that game were in uh Eaton Center. Yeah, you right? remember when Donaldson stole? He didn't steal, but he ran to home plate. Oh to get the, my the god, just yeah, for the winner. Oh my god, we went out in the street lights. It was a red light. We're just dancing with everybody. Um. Yeah. I feel, and the Raptors run this year was just like so much. More. Can I ask you a question, Isam? Because yes. I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing and who I hugged and whose tears were on my shoulder when the Raptors. Yep, this that's guy, him. That's over right here. Yeah. Where were you exactly that moment when you the final buzzer went off and you were worried because Danny Green did he just mess something up? We were all wondering. Yeah. <laughs> we were all wondering. I remember I was at a, a Jack Astor's watching on the big screen. Yeah. And then, oh, you you know in what Toronto? happens in Toronto? In Toronto? Oh, it was in it was in Vaughn. And Vaughn, Vaughn, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But you can probably expect what happens. Yeah. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone's going nuts. Yeah. People throwing beer, and it's just, it's insane. Man. It's crazy. And that's a memory that will never leave us. Never. No. You know? So I'm hoping for the best for the Raptors. You man. know, all else fails. We already won. Like, we got the we're champions. We're champions. And it's just, we had the best, like, bling, too. Like, the, from the ring to the shirts yeah. to the hats, like, everything yeah. was just, like, so well done during this run so we the north we the, we north, the north, baby. north we the north all right that seems like it's a good place to wrap it up first of all thank you isam for coming on the pod i think this is probably our best episode thank you, you guys for sure it, i had so much was, fun doing yeah this. no this was amazing i loved it i yeah. love you isam. we gotta have you on more often for sure for yeah. sure thanks for having me on like i was you know i know you guys love watching ball now so it's when you talk ball you can just go on forever and it's, it's so much fun of course what Thanks again, guys. This is a big homie, man. I'm yeah. so glad that Isom came on this podcast. No, for Honestly. Sure. I love this guy. We got to make sure we get a picture for Instagram. We will. For, we will. We'll post we it up. Yeah. And you know what, Isom? I want you to give a quick shout out. I know you have an Instagram page. Dimensions. Yes. You want to give a quick um, shout so out? So I, I do like photography. I used to do, I was more into it on the side. Um, but yeah, check out my page, Dimensions. Um, the S is a six. All right. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll tag it we'll on, our, it. Uh, yeah. on our on our IG post as well. Definitely. Sounds no, good. we, we want to support our guys, you know, in, in everything that they're doing. So that's yeah, good. Sure. We're going to check it out. We're going to shout that out as well to our uh, 75 uh, Instagram hey, followers. We'll go up, though. We're ambitious and hey. homies like Isom will keep, you know, keep Hell bringing yeah. in that. For sure. Say, hey, 75 is a lot of people. It's a good start. There we nice go. Good start. There we go. So everyone listening, we appreciate you made it this far. Uh, check us out on whatever platform you're listening on. Make sure you subscribe to so all the episodes get to you. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go to the Apple Podcasts app and just drop a five-star review. You don't even need to type out a uh, review. You can just drop the rating. That really helps us out. And go over to our Instagram at, or Twitter at the Session Ball. Again, that's at the Session Ball. Follow us. We're going to drop pictures. You're going to see all our good-looking faces on Instagram real soon. So make sure you show some love on that as well. I think that's everything. Omar summarized it really well. Um, I've got nothing else to say. Just keep expecting more. We're going to be uploading on a weekly basis and we're going to have more fantastic guests. Not quite like Isam, but definitely more to come. So we want to just keep doing more. Make sure you rate, 
and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers, everyone.